Welcome, listeners, to the podcast Eberron Adventures, a real D&D podcast set in the world of Eberron. Let's listen as we hear the adventures of six unique personalities. Skogar, a tall half-orc bounty hunter, fighter. Velma, a five-foot-tall human rogue that's a journalist. Lucar, a male lightfoot halfling sorcerer. Azuri, a Kalashtar cleric. Lissa, a human wizard. And Jack, a blazeball player with an undeclared major. They're all attending Winshire University as they develop and hone their skills to become adventurers and, dare I say, heroes. But lore and rules lawyers beware. We pick and choose rules we want to stick to, and the lore is freestyled. So let's jump right back into the action and listen to the newest episode of Eberron Adventures. Let's, uh, we're going to just jump right into the question that I provided all you guys. So yeah, I got this thing called the Ultimate RPG Campfire Card Deck. A little plug. They make a bunch of those, they make a bunch of really cool um, D&D accessory books that are fun for like homebrew ideas of different nature, different types. I think there's one, there's like one for like player backstories, like a lot of different stuff just to like spark ideas and everything. Bill, did we Um, get a sponsorship? uh, Not yet. (laughs) Not yet. Is what you're working for? Gotcha. Not yet. Not yet. I'm not, well... I, I don't know how to do it. So once I, once I, if I, if I could figure well, just, that out. It's just, it's just ironic that all of a sudden it's like start recording. Like, by the way, I got this question <laughs> from RPG I'll, campfire. I'll, sh- I'll sure, I'll sure try. So yeah. So I picked this, picked this card. There's like different categories. So this one I picked is the category of your past. Um, so the question is, what is the most critical lesson you have learned from a close friend or family member? So we're going to go around the virtual table. We're going to start with the dynamic duo, both in the same location. Um, so we, so we think. Um, let's start with uh, Azuri, since your name is listed first on the screen. Where are we? Ooh. I hope so. What is, what is the most critical? What is the most critical lesson that you have your character has learned from a close friend or family member? Uh so. Most critical lesson Azuri's learned is actually kind of ironic, uh, and he's learned it from his father. Uh, his father's a train conductor, so for the most part, you know, you just head down, you do your job, but there sometimes comes a time where you have to speak out, be loud, and, and get in the way of things to, to you know, stop something terrible from happening, because as the conductor, he's watched his father many times, like, he pretty much minds his business up there at the front of the train, but somebody steps on the tracks and uh, he can really uh, crank it up and yell and, and try to get stuff done. There's an emergency on board. There was one time there was like coal fire and some of the some of it like started to come out and like part of the compartment was on fire. And and he like really stepped up there and was able to uh, to to take care of business. And so Azuri has seen that. You know, there are certainly times and the lessons he he's taken from this is just there's times to go ahead and really step up and and get in there, even if it's like not your duty, but it is your duty kind of thing. Curious to see when the um, when the uh, a moment of Missouri stepping up is going to happen, because it's been there's been a lot of are you sure we're good? We should do that kind of vibes going on. So, well, it's, you know, just, you know <laughs> necessary, not you don't put yourself in those situations to need to do that. But when they arise, you rise to the occasion. OK, all right. All right. He just Fair. He would rather not have to do that. <laughs> OK, <laughs> understandable. Uh, what about Lissa? 
Alyssa loves her Uncle Z. He is a fantastic inventor. So many cool gadgets and gizmos. Um, and she has learned from hanging out in his workshop that failure is inevitable, that you are going to uh, try to make things and try like your ideas out. And there's always going to be something that doesn't go the way that you expected. Uh, okay. But the important thing is to not give up and to keep on trying. So that's what she's doing. Is that so? Exactly. You know, it didn't go so well the very first time, but that's okay. Yeah. As long as you yeah. learn those. Yeah, I would. Yeah, Gigi definitely falls into that category. I would think, unfortunately. unfortunately. <laughs> um. So, so, Lisa, who do you think should go next? Uh, Velma. I am Velma de Madani. <laughs> I have to do that so I can like get the lilt and the voice. <laughs> <laughs> Back in high school, Tower of Knowledge High School, chartered, uh, my best friend, Margaret Silverspoon, uh, we were going to, she was going to run for a uh, class president and I was going to be her campaign manager and we would cross the, uh, the uh, class divides and everybody in, uh, in the school would have a real voice, not just whatever principal said. And uh, we got all the way to like the day before the election. And then she defected to Bobby Shurspell's uh, platform and they ran on pizza twice a week. And it turned out all she wanted to do was get his attention. And I learned from that that nothing is that as it seems. Everybody's got a secret, but I need some help sometimes to remind me that most of the secrets are mundane and that's my dog whining in the back <laughs> sounds like the dog agrees mm -hmm. <clears throat> um so uh and i Velma... can't believe i'm 19 years old and so jaded <laughs> so 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 velma who should velma who should go next uh lucar why thank you velma having parents who own a small business and being a worker there, a lot of times you get treated really badly because people want what they want and they don't treat people who work retail with respect. And I know that all people should be treated with respect, even and maybe especially those that are in, in, hard, in hard jobs and who you might think are beneath you. And um, I've just always turned that around and tried to reach out to those people who like that first day when we were at the university and there was those, were they gnomes that were grabbing our bags and taking them to our room? Like I wanted to know about those gnomes and who they were because each person has, uh, deserves respect and has their own life and they are an important person. So we should treat them all with respect. And that's what I uh, also would like to get treated. Very nice. Ladies. <laughs> so. Lucar, you get to choose who essentially who goes next and then last. So. And I will pick uh, Jack. All right. Um, so this is this is the story of how I met uh, a hero and kind of befriended him and what he taught me. So, you know, after my successful, I, I wrote all this down. After my successful uh, senior blazeball campaign, I decided, you know, skip university, head right to the majors. So I thought, 
I signed with the Zarashak Stilt Walkers, Stilt Walkers, not fully realizing I had to pay my dues in the minor league system. I was put on, you know, the Glumtown Gatekeepers. Did you ever go from being a big fish in a little pond to, you know, one in the ocean? That's what it was like. I was privileged, though. I thought I knew best. So I butted head with the team captains. Felt like I wasn't getting enough touches. I butted head with the coaches, insisting I knew better plays to draw up. And despite my talent, I found myself cut after the first season. No other team would sign me. So, you know, this is my like, whole blazeball career just exploded in my face. So, you know, I just wanted to keep going. So I just, you know, started playing smaller leagues, intramural stuff, local recs, that kind of thing. You know, just bouncing around with all these less skilled players or even past their prime players, just looking for to be weekend athletes, you know, content to just just to play and, you know, not really care. Uh, you know, at this time, I started to let my own play slip. I was becoming despondent. I stopped caring, and I became a shell of the player, baseball player that I used to be. I had no idea where my life was headed, but I had an emptiness inside me, you know. Uh, then through some sheer chance, I ended up on some backwater team with Petraeus Rusha. You've, you've heard of Rusha, right? <laughs> One of the greatest baseball players ever. He was a hero of mine growing up. Sadly, he was, uh, you know, kicked out of the pros for, well, they said he threw the big blaze bowl, you know, like the final game. I don't, I don't think it's true, but anyways, he was kicked right out of the league. Yet here he was in this small town playing and I was playing with him. Anyways, this guy, like he was, you know, near retirement or even age or even past retirement age, but he played his heart out, man. He was still running circles around like basically everybody out there. You'd win again and again. So after a while I approached him and I said, like, you know, what are you doing playing, you know, some swamp playing baseball? You know, didn't don't you have the money from the pros to keep, you know, you don't have to do this anymore. And he looked at me and he said, Cash Blazeball is my passion. It's my life. I just can't quit. And I said, okay, all right, I get that. You know, I'm still here, you know, I, I get that. But like look around us, man. We're just like washed up or never were. I mean, why are you playing so hard? Why are you, why are you putting everything out there? And he says, man, you, you got to put everything into whatever your passion is, man, your heart, your soul. If you love it and you want to succeed, you have to put it all out there. Despite any bad hands you received or setbacks or any other circumstances are out of your control. You can only control you and you got to put everything out there. You got to make so that's what I did. I, I was newly inspired. Soon, you know, he and I became a force to be reckoned with on this little rec league in the middle of the swamp. <laughs> we didn't let any of the rest of the team or any of the competition bring us down. I put my all back into blazeball, and Rusha, he took me under his wing. And after a while, you know, he pulled some strings, talked to some connection, got me connected to Winshire University for the second chance. So, you know, I think what I learned is you you got to want success all the time and you got to, you got to strive for success all the time. You can't second guess it. You can't, you know, half-heartedly do it. You got to put your all into it. And that's what I do every single day on a blaze ball field and out here in this cave against this water barrier. Thank you. I feel pepped up. That was such a good pep talk. Man. Uh, and I was, so I has got to follow that up. Yeah. <laughs> um, that was good. 
so uh, Skogar's lesson was also um, from his uncle, um, his uncle Pickle, <laughs> as he called him. So they were hiking uh, one day out by the uh, Orsold Keep in the Shadow Marshes, and they're climbing up some ruins. And this is when Skogar was a young kid, and he goes, they're climbing up the rocks. He goes, Uncle, Uncle Pickle. He goes, here, let me jump down, catch me. And uh, my Uncle Pickle says, you shouldn't trust anyone. He goes, no, I trust you. He goes, only trust will lead you to, with disappointment. And Skogar jumps anyways, and his uncle lets him fall hard on the hard on the dirt. And um, Skogar sat with that information and really confused through most of his life, uh, a young adult life, until uh, uh, one day his father was hauled off for something Skogar didn't know what he was involved in, and come to find out, his uncle Pickle was one who turned in his own brother. So to this day, Skogar doesn't. Uh, trust you know he tells his mom i can love but i can't trust she goes that is wise man that's so sad that's so deep i'm feeling whiplash um um everybody roll for initiative dear me oh jeez. here we go initiative you gotta put your all out there guys hey 16 for azuri hey i got a 16 too 18 well, for Velma. Six for Skogar. Ooh, nice. <laughs> Luca. Dirty, Eric, right? dirty, dirty, dirty 20. Dirtiest. Wow. Dirtiest of the, 20s. The dirtiest of the dirts. All right. Hey, dirty. Maybe I got you 20. Got 20. Don't you worry. <laughs> dirty. Um, Jack and Azuri, uh, dexterity. Who's who? I'm assuming well, I have, might be higher. I have a plus four on mine, yeah. Okay. I got a minus one. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it might be might be higher on the than you. <laughs> That's great. That is great. Okay. So as you can see on this, uh, and I, I've got to get better at describing this a little bit since it is getting put into an audio podcast. Um as you can see on the map in front of you, um, all of you are different. All of you are different colors, and the big blue rectangle in the background is the is the water weird, um, just to represent a little bit of a larger creature. Now, the the body of water that it's coming emanating from or coming from is kind of set down low, right? So that so this is not these these two the the land that you're standing on, the ground that you're standing on, and the water are not at the same level. The water is lower. Um, so you're kind of like these statues and the mat and the drums that you played with the mallet are all at the edge of, at the edge of like a not too steep cliff. Um, but you don't know exactly how steep because you really haven't gone to the edge. Um, and so it was, if I recall, it was Lucar and Skogar and Velma that played, right? So then what we're going to say then that uh, Lucar, you can be the, you can be the orange dot, Skogar, you can be the blue, Velma, you can be the yellow, Jack, you'll be red, um, Lissa will be green, and I'm assuming Azuri would be kind of chilling in the back a little bit in gray. Uh, 
I think the map in front of us looks good. Yeah, don't get confused by the brown by the brown dots. Those are the drums. Um, okay, <clears throat> so um, first up in the order is Lucar. So let me just set, kind of set the scene a little bit here. So this, so um, Skogar in his in his eagerness to rock out uh, because he's still like in that mindset of of like man, I just came from a, I just came from a show, and I'm still pumped. And I can't get rid of that that feeling I've got, and and I just want to jam, and so he started playing, and then encouraged others to play with him. So all of the act, all of the things that were activated by these drums all kind of happened simultaneously, right? So you've got doors doors that open on either side of you, um, on the respective paths. We have Velma, who's over in what we're calling room number ten on the map, and then there is an area over here that's called room number eight, uh, where you can see that the door there is also become slightly open, um, but you cannot really see anything from where you are, where you all are standing currently. Um, the center drum triggered a water weird to rise up from the water, and it is sort of, you can envision it, it's actually like kind of like doing a little bit of like some slinky snake movements like a cobra would do out of a basket, right? And it's like being charmed. Um, but it's sort of a uh, hovering, floating, hovering above the statue of of above the what was it? Uh, Bugbear? No. Bullywug. Bullywug. Thank you. The, it's above the Bullywug statue, and it's like kind of menacing over it, like it's going to come towards Skogar, and we're going to go to Lukar as being first. Well, Lugar's still wanna... playing the drums, just so you know. He's still. <laughs> That's fine. That's fair. Uh, I sense that Skogar might be in some danger. He's so into the drums that I want to try to protect him. And I will shoot a ray of frost at the water weird in an attempt to hurt it and slow it down. My ray okay. of frost, I get a 15 to hit. Um, that is a hit. And again, you guys sense that Lucar's Ray of Frost is more powerful than it used to be. 11 points of damage. Ooh. And uh, I hope that this slows it down at least somewhat, maybe, I don't know, by like 10 feet in its movement. But just in case, I back up like 20 feet from where I'm at. That's fair. Um, you, are, you are small after all. You got to look out for yourself. So you're back over here. You're like, and, hey, hey, what's up, Missouri? Gogar. <laughs> Watch your, watch your six, twelve. You <laughs> we, don't, we don't use six. watches, so I don't know. <laughs> six will work. Yeah, that was a successful hit. Um, Lissa, it's going to be your turn. I want to go check out room number eight. I, okay. <laughs> I think I got this. All right. So yeah. So you are the green. And you're going to come over here to the doorway, which will say yeah. it's enough. The the squares aren't too big that you can't get to that doorway. Um, and you peer, you peer into this, into this room. Um, and in it, you see a large, a, a very large cube. It is blue, green in color. And inside of it, you see a humanoid figure trying to squirm, but to no avail. The figure makes eye contact with you and looks at you and the eyes get all wide. But it's like happening kind of slow, right? Because it's like it's not it's not normal. It's like a slow, stalled movement, and it's like and it and it starts talking to you in a muffled voice, and it's like, 
help you there help me oh and and then the cube slowly shifts and and turns uh turns slightly um almost like it's turning in the direction of where you are hmm. um did you want to you still have a tiny bit of movement left uh and an opportunity for an action if you choose to I want to move closer. Closer. Okay. All right. Well, your, your, your funeral. So there you are. You're in there. Um, and let's. Uh, can, I, can I make a like an insight check as my action? <laughs> sure. I mean, what are you trying to insight exactly? Um, I think I want. So, like, did that figure disappear with the cube? Oh no, it's in the cube. It's still there. Okay. Yeah, and the cube yeah, is like, 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 does this figure look afraid? Does it look worried? Or does is there like a hint of like trying to lure me in and trap me, you know? You don't, that, that figure inside, you don't have to make any kind of insight check at all. That figure is inside is, is scared shitless and, and concerned for its life. Okay, well then I'd rather do like a quick, a quick perception check of like what do i think this cube is or like a knowledge check that's not a thing but something like that um let's see why don't you do um i think i think and i think i think insight would be appropriate because you're, you're trying to access your trying to access your um your uh like your the education from school so far in your classes exactly. yeah like if i've heard about anything yeah for sure like okay all right nice so that is an 18. Um, this is a the good old reliable gelatinous cube. <laughs> oh. As, as, as seen in your cooking class, your, your, oh, your home ec class. Yes. <laughs> um, okay, yeah. Yeah, in that case, I'm taking a step back and being like, oh my gosh, why did I go straight for thinking about like something Uncle Z would make? This is a classic gelatinous cube. <laughs> Right, exactly. You're just you're just like ah, like it's all like clicking, uh, clicking back to you. Um. So, yeah. So then, um, your 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 turns are spent, mm -hmm. and now we have to bring the cube into the initiative order, which we're going to do now. I'm all in right. the cube. <laughs> okay, the water weird is going to go next. That's fine. All right. So the water weird is is like. Like so, Skogar, you swear, like just looking at at the at the water read, you swear it's it's like it's kind of jamming to your little to your little drum activity a little bit, and he's kind of moving to it, almost like almost like got those old school Axl Rose shoulders going on a little bit. Nice. Um, and then as it does one of its moves, it's it it like makes this weird like gurgly hissing sound at you, and then shoots out like a water tentacle. Uh, to try to hit you and potentially, if it gets lucky, constrict you. And it is going to miss you completely and just kind of shoot like to your left. Uh, so it's, it's, it's almost like it's, it looks almost like it's just like a shot of water shooting by you. So it almost just looks like a cool water effect as you're playing. Um, yeah. And we are going to move on to Jack, your turn. All right. Um, so it is not engaged like really melee with anybody correct uh 
Well, yeah, correct. Because like it's correct. still well, yeah, it, right. It's it's right. it, it's distant. It's distant enough away. Well, that's where... upsetting for reasons. Um, yeah. But here's what oh, I'm going to do. I'm going to as this red dot. I'm going to basically do like a parkour in between the two statues there, and like okay. like you know parkour up up on one here on, on one yeah and probably okay. the one to the south like like get like basically on top of the statue. Okay. And then in true blaze ball fashion, I pull out two daggers. I'm gonna throw them both. Nice. Throw them. So the throw first. First one is gonna be a thirteen to hit. Um, that is a hit. Cool, 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 cool. That one's gonna do eight points of damage. All right. And then the second one is a twenty-three to hit, which I also assume it hits. Yeah. And that's gonna be for three points of damage with the rules of two weapon fighting that I don't add actually, to bonuses. Actually, it doesn't hit because it's its armor class changes every turn. No. Every Wouldn't turn. That be, Wouldn't gotcha. that be crazy? Did that? that would be crazy. And then um, <laughs> for uh, a final action, I would love to, um, I don't know, I guess just use the disengage, you know, action or no, I guess. No, I'm fine. I'm good. I'm, I'm, okay. I'm, good I'm there. I'm there. I'm up on that thing. Yeah. You're, you're there. You're living in the moment. I got you. Um, all day, all day, baby, all day. Uh, Azuri, you are next. I say, Lissa, where, where, where are you? We, we should take care of this first, Lissa. Uh, and then he's like, oh, this is this has got to be a water ele- ele- elemental, we're, we're, something like that. Uh, I, I can't remember. And then I'll, I'll just and he 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 like grabs his holy symbol and uh, casts off a sacred flame. Nice. So uh, the creature must make a deck saving throw. Okay. That's a fail. That's a uh, hard fail. That is going to be three points of radiant damage. As some uh, radiant fire comes out of the sky and smites it. You see a little like, like a little, a couple little spindles of steam shoot off of the water weird as it gets hit by the sacred flame. Uh, and, and then it's just going to take like, 10 feet to the side to kind of peer around and almost see where Lissa is to try to keep an eye on her. Okay. So you're going to go, you're going to move closer? J- just a little bit. I'm just trying to peer like to see, see if I like can catch the back of Lissa anywhere. I'm not even trying to really get in the room or see anywhere in the room. I'm just trying to see oh. if I can see her boots or something. So, okay. So you're going to like sort of creep a little bit so you can see like the edge. If you yeah. will, because you got to stand somewhat like in view of the the doorway going in to be able to see. Yeah. So as you do that, you see you see Lissa, um, and you see a really big, really freaking big blue cube with somebody trapped in it in front of Lissa. Um, and based on your pers- based on your perspective, it looks like the cube is a lot closer to Lissa than it actually is. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> and we are going to move on to Velma at that point. Lisa, 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 what is that? What is that? I am going to unmute, and I'm going that to. That counts as your action. Move. Just kidding. <laughs> That's a free action. <laughs> okay, you're going to move where inside? Where are you going? Uh, next to Skogar. I don't think I can fit behind the statue because uh, the statue with the drum, because those look like it's mostly water. 
Okay. So we'll move next to Skogar. Is that more okay. than 30? Or is that? Yeah, we'll say it's right around 30. It's fine. Uh, then <clears throat> I will ask everybody, uh, is the uh, prohibition against lethal damage off or on? I'm going to assume it's off. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, now I do get one action and a cunning action, but I don't know if that lets me move up. Yes, I can dash as a cunning action. Okay. And then I can slash with both my uh, modified kitchen knives. Okay. So you're going to get closer. As an action. Yes, uh, between the two statues. Got it. So you are right here, and you're going to slash with those two kitchen knives and I should go for get it. a uh, sneak attack because I believe that is Jack within five feet of it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, meter, uh, just meter beat a 13. Fourteen to hit. Okay. For four damage and okay. uh sneak attack would be two D six. Another seven damage for the sneak attack. Nicely done. Uh dagger number two misses with a six. Okay. Um I would say you thieves are doing a good job, but I don't know that we necessarily know what what Jack is really, I mean, you know, undeclared, I think was where Jack we still left, left him off. Blazeball captain. It's a homebrew class. Home, it's homebrew a, class, blazeball uh, captain. Blazeball athlete. Yeah. It's, uh, there's a lot going on with it. Look it up. Uh, blazeball <laughs> jock or jock <laughs> subclass blazeball. Yeah, that's right. Um, exactly. <laughs> wonderful. Uh, okay. So, Thank you, Velma. Skogar, what are you doing? So, Skogar looks up <clears throat> with the two mallets and raises them. Um, and he's the, it's like right in front of him, right? Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. It's like this, there's the statue, and then, and then the water weird is over the statue. But the thing is, it's... it's um, it's uh, a bullywug, right? So the statue's not super tall. Yeah. So it's like it's over the statue, and and you're like about maybe if maybe let's say two feet. You your stature is about two feet, two to three yeah. feet above the statue. So he looks to his left and right, and he's got the mallets. <clears throat> and so, even though he's not super proficient in this, he'll try to swing him uh, at the water weird. Okay. Hey, uh, I guess those are just simple weapons. So I guess I still get my proficiency bonus if I'm guessing. Yeah, I'll, I'll uh, give you your proficiency bonus because you're 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 being creative. Only going to bring me up to a thirteen. That's a hit. All right. So I don't know what would they do. What damage would these mallets do? Let's call it like a d six. Because they're about, remember what we said, I said they're about half the size of like those, like, like those, like the Harley Quinn giant hammer type deal. Yeah. Uh, if it's one, it's a six. If it's two, it's an 11. It rolled pretty high. And did I get the sense that I splashing it with the hammer seemed to hurt it? You know, 
Wait, so what did you, what did you, what was your damage? Uh, did I swing, if I swung both hammers and they counted, then it'd be an 11. You did swing both and they counted. Okay, an 11. 11? Okay. Or, I don't know, I'm assuming non-magical. Hell, maybe they are, maybe it is magical, but whatever that is, the blunt weapons, did it seem like it did, like, I splashed well, it and it looked like it hurt it? They are, they are, it is bludgeoning. It's it's a bludgeon attack. It is non-magical. Um, thank okay. you for mentioning that because that kind of changes things ever so slightly. But yeah, you definitely you did some damage for sure. Okay. But probably I mean probably not as much as you may have hoped. But does anybody ever really do as much damage as they would hope in, in a battle like this? I would say I would say nay. Um, so yeah, so you were the last one um before the cube. So the cube's gonna go. Uh, the cube's going to move, Lissa. The cube's going to move closer. Mm-hmm. And the guy inside the cube's like, I told you, help me, help me. And then the, the cube um, swipes out at you with its with its pseudopod. And um, is, does a 13 hit you? Um, not with Mage Armor on, which I definitely... Have. How long does Mage Armor last? Eight hours. Okay, so you're cool. Yeah. Um, so then, yeah, it misses you, and it's just it's just kind of really oh. close to you. Oh, um, so sweating. And you you feel like a weird you feel like a weird kind of humid warmth that's like right in front of you, almost like you're like if this you imagine this is what it would be like to stand in like if if it was like a giant like like um like 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 dull proofer or something right where it's like just just oh it pretty much like you're in tampa is really like kind of outside during the day is what it feels like being that close to this cube it's just (laughs) it's just emanating sweaty heat right now um and on that kind of gross note we're gonna go back to lucar (laughs) okay so after skogar stopped banging the drum was there any change in the water weird no and I'm guessing from the angle I'm at, I don't see or hear what's happening in room eight with correct. Lisa or Lisa and that is yeah. correct. Okay. Well then I'm going to um continue with the ray of frost on the water weird because that is the enemy that I noticed. And that is a twenty-two to hit. For sure a hit. Oh, max damage, sixteen points of frost <laughs> damage. Um, so as you, uh, as you, as you shoot this, this ray of frost, um, everybody, oh wait, so is this a cantrip? It is. Okay. Um, good to know. I haven't been, I've been rolling on the table because of that. Right. So, but as you, as you shoot this ray of frost, um, anybody that so let's say like i think only azuri would notice it because azuri is pretty observant um in general and because he he kind of azuri you see like this ray of frost shoot out from lucar out of the out of the corner of your eye and you actually see um it starts out like normal size like the last one did but then it gets like twice the size halfway through it shooting through the air it's like it's like it surges almost 
Um, mm. and you see it, you see it hit the, uh, hit the water weird and do, and do significant, um, damage to it. But you, you, you just, you just think that's kind of, that's really kind of odd and out of the ordinary, um, based on his, cause he's, I mean, Lucar's go-to is, is his Ray of Frost, right? Lately. So, yeah. I mean, you know I've what it looks it. like, you know yeah. what it looks like. And that looks a little bit different, um, than what it normally is. Like it's, it was pretty surgy, pretty, uh, pretty, pretty intense. And as it hits the water weird, the water weird just kind of freezes and slowly sinks, sinks back down, back into the water. And the water weird has been uh, disposed of. Um, you don't, Lucar, you do not know if you, if you uh, essentially killed this water weird or not at this point. So you may have, you may have unintentionally uh, killed it. Just saying. Um, so those of you, we're going to keep initiative order though, just because, um, but I also know that Lissa's just kind of been standing there and hasn't really uh, done much of anything else. Uh, but it's your turn now. So what would you like to do? Uh, so Lissa has a grand idea that she's going to cast Reduce on this gelatinous cube. Okay. <laughs> okay. Thinking maybe it'll get small enough and she'll okay. feel less hot. Okay. Uh, so that's what she does. So it has to make a constitution saving throw. All right. See, my dice rolls have been crap. Let's see if I'm staying crap or not. And I am because I got a six. Then uh, it's uh, it's its size is halved in all directions or dimensions. Okay. okay. The one eighth of normal. And it, um, and it what? Reduces t- its weight is reduced to one eighth of normal. Okay. Um, until the spell ends, the target has disadvantage on strength checks and strength saving throws, and the weapons are now 1d4 less damage. Wow. That's, that's so many rules. Um, <laughs> right? I don't know. So, so as you do this, so the guy that's inside the cube also shrinks down oh, no. and the guy and, and, the, and his voice gets, goes up, goes up a couple octaves and he's like, and he's like. I said, help me not shrink me. What are you doing? Come on, man. Get me out of here. This is some bullshit. Because um, now he's starting to get, now he's, now he's like freaked out and he's mad. Listen, um, just starts shouting, help, help, guys. And he's, and he's like, and he's like trying to flail his arms, but it's like, it, it's, it's like all like slow motion. So it just looks really weird. Um, and it's very confusing to you as you, as you yell, uh, as you yell help to the rest of the group. And then we're going to go to, uh, let's see who was next. Oh, it was, uh, I believe it was Jack. Yeah. Jack, you're next. I, I mean, I think we're, we're good right here now. Right. You know, um, <laughs> Help. what? Help. All right. I will, uh, I will, you know, climb down the statue and I will run over to that room to see what yeah. Liss is up to. Do you want to be like next to her behind her? Like, what are you thinking? Yeah. Like next to her is good. Okay. You're next to her and you see a, is not sure if we would probably have to do like a history check or whatever to see if you've actually, have, have you seen, if you've seen a, a cube in your past or not? Well, that's cute. It's like a little, it's like a, how big is it now? It's uh, like, I see, I don't know. Probably not even like four, maybe four feet. So it's like, it's like, it's shorter than Lissa. 
essentially. It's like and, there's a, a little, and, and there's a little guy in it. I don't know what that is. I've never seen. I've never seen anything like that. That's that's interesting. It's like somebody made a made a big Jello. Indeed. So what are you gonna do? Um, I guess I just look at it confused. Like I, what what, what am I supposed to do? <laughs> okay. Um, you want to hold an action so you figure out what you want to do? Yeah, I will. Uh, I'll hold an action, and you know, I'll, I'll pull out like a my sword here, and you know, I'm just I'll be ready to poke it if it moves close to us in a threatening manner. Okay. Okay. Um, There's a little man inside it too. Or is that a halfling? <laughs> Azuri, it's your turn. Uh, Azuri is gonna go ahead and charge part of the way into where Lissa is and fire off spiritual weapon cast spiritual weapon uh and he is going to cause a mace to appear next to this gelatinous cube all right um uh, make a oh what a gelatinous cube is uh, I, I don't know it's some weird thing that looked like it was going to attack Lissa and now it's smaller and he thinks okay. he can hit it nice uh I make a melee Spell attack. Uh, as I cast this one, I can go ahead and do a melee spell attack. Okay. Oh, that misses. I, d- I don't even need to see it. Uh, eight to hit. Yeah, it misses. Okay. Uh, but there is now a spiritual weapon out next to this thing. Little mace. Cool. Good deal. Um, it's this little red guy here next to it. We'll call that your spiritual weapon. Nice. Um, and then... It's going to shift to Velma. Your turn. And you're on mute. Velma will uh, run to the sound of the screaming. Okay. I guess I get to the door and crowd in with all the others. Okay. And at this point, I will have to make a perception check since it is a gelatinous cube. Okay. All right. Um, and what is this perception check meant to do? Perception in order to actually see it. Oh, okay. Fair. It is a, I do not see it. I don't know what the hubbub is about. Uh, if a gelatinous cube does not move or attack, uh, people need to do a new perception check to see it according to 5e can i just scrap that and say you see it okay (laughs) i like like that idea better (laughs) uh okay i don't think i can push my way past everybody crowding the doorway so i will hold an action if uh somebody lets me sneak through i will give it uh two slashes or attempt to do so sounds good um, Skogar, what are you doing? So Skogar sees everybody running in there. So he's going to grab the drum that he was playing. <laughs> okay. And start running into the room with it. <laughs> okay. Um, but you can't get through. There's, there's too much going on. You can't get through. So you're behind Velma. Okay. So I guess if like, I kind of see them in there and there's some kind of crazy thing wobbling around and then he takes... He takes his, uh, his spearhead and he okay. quickly cuts the rim all around the rim. And now he's got an empty drum. 
Okay. Interesting. Can't wait to see where you go with this one. Oh, you um, know me. I got to do the stupid <laughs> shit. <laughs> okay, so that's your move. Um, and we are at the cube. The cube is kind of excited because now it's got all these different things it can attack. Um, it's going to it's going to uh, move just a little bit closer. And Lissa, um, it's going to attack you with its pseudopod, and it's going to miss again. <laughs> um, and the guy inside is like, I swear, I, I swear, I, I swear to God, you're going to help me. You need to help me. Get me the hell out of here. Big me big again. This is uh, this is unacceptable. I am a well I'm a well known adventurer. I do not deserve this kind of treatment. So he's just he's just flipping flipping shit. Um, and it is we are back to the top of the order with Lucar. Um, so there's nothing happening here. Is the water weird still just sort of frozen in place? No, it's sunk. Oh, it's sunk. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, sunk back into the water. I mean, I'm not gonna. I'm just gonna saunter slowly. <laughs> down like 10 feet but i mean do, i can't do, do, really, do. yeah i mean there's like four people in the way i you're, can't see you're like you're like you're like the short kid in the back of the crowd jumping up trying to see what's going on yeah i mean i can't see around everybody there's rocks i'm just sort of looking around to make sure nobody tries to flank us while they're all stuck in that room mm-hmm. keeping my eyes all right open. all right um uh yeah okay so um Alyssa we're back to you again all right she's gonna actually attack um let's do uh her classic firebolts oh no that's an 11. um that that's a hit okay cool it's a cube it's ace it's ac it's like it's like if you shot at a wall you know true uh, that's nine fire damage. Okay. And then um, she's gonna move out of the way so more people can get in. Okay, so nine fire damage. That's great. Um, and then you're gonna move. Where are you gonna move? So like over uh, here. Yeah, that sounds good. Okay. Um you get you get really close to the cube where you're kind of like this like sliding you're almost touching it and it's just it's just this 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 warm wet acrid smell in your face oh, as you sneak by it it's 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 super grody man like oh. this is not a this is not a pristine clean gelatinous cube this is like one that's been around the block a while like it's it's oh. got some stank to it oh no. um mm. and on that wonderful note jack it's going to be your turn Alrighty then. I guess uh, you know, you know, I'm like, oh, we're stabbing. Cool. And I start, I start with the stabbing. Um, okay. I I see that uh, there are a few friends around me, which is always good. <laughs> and I got a 16 to stab it with the old little sword I got here. That is a hit. All right, and then for damage jaws, that is 20 points of damage. It got the 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 small guy inside the cubes like hey hey man you almost hit like, me like right by like I you did it though I but I did it <laughs> you almost hit me man man um, and then I will uh, I will lose use my action to go like further around this cube 
on the other side of it, on the other side of list there. Okay. To get like, um, come on, join the party, guys. <laughs> and as you run around, the guy, the guy in the cube's like, oh, it's really starting to burn now. It's, it's no. not feeling, not feeling good. Um, and it is going to be Azuri, your turn. All right, so Azuri, as a bonus action, is going to go ahead and use his uh, spiritual weapon to take a swipe at the thing. Okay. Oh, that's a 25 to hit it. I, I think that's a hit. Okay, and that is 1d8 plus spellcasting. I mean, crazy thought, but I think you hit it. Uh, so seven points of, I suppose, magical bludgeoning damage mm-hmm. to the thing. Okay. Uh, and then he'll follow it up with a sacred flame. Uh, so this thing's going to have to make a deck save. <clears throat> um, I don't think that's going to be very successful. That's a three. Yeah, so one point of radiant damage. <laughs> this is the little sacred flame. The sacred it's like, it's like, sacred match flame or something. It's like, it's like it's this little, like, it's like, it's like you lit a Zippo next to it that's and accidentally true. touched Whoa. it. With it. Like, um so uh let's see we've got velma next what's velma gonna do you coming in closer uh yes i will move in i will take uh attempt a sneak attack and a regular okay uh first one is a critical miss okay what would you like to do with that Ah, uh, you miss. That's all. all right. not, I'll leave. I'll leave it be. It's fine. Uh, second one's only an eight. Does that hit or not? Ah, uh, that hits. Since it is the barn door. Yeah. Okay, that will be the sneak attack. Uh, four normal slashing damage. No, I guess it's piercing damage. Okay. With uh, two d six. An additional four piercing. And then I will use my cunning action to disengage and step back and block the door again. Okay. Skogar's probably like, man, come on. Um, And speaking of, uh, it's your turn, Skogar. All right. Uh, Yeah, I don't know what Skogar can do from there. See, uh, so I guess Skogar is going to grab the drum then, which is just an empty bucket. Can at this level, is there water over there? Over by where you are, yeah. Like, no. is that water at no, that's down, that's the cliff down. The water is down lower, yes. Ah, crap, okay, yep. Uh, I guess Skogar's just going to throw one of those hammers. <laughs> Do it. Throw the hammer. All right. Throw the hammer. Just roll it on the floor. All right. Uh, 16 to hit. Oh, that's a hit for sure. All right. And it does four points of wooden damage to the, I'm assuming. <laughs> Brutal. Uh, yeah. Um, um, yep. Okay. The cube, uh, the cube is going to uh, 
Skilgar kind of moves aside a bit too. Like okay, yeah. Um, the cube is gonna throw us is gonna is gonna swing a pseudopod at you, Azuri. Oh no. Um, oh, does a is it finally possible that it could hit? It does a sixteen hit. If it meets, it beats. Wow. You get a hit. Finally, finally. Okay, but it takes a minus d d four, right? One d four. Yep. Okay. So acid damage is a total of six acid damage to you. Ah. Ooh, ah. And the guy and the guy inside the cube goes, Yeah, that hurt, didn't it? Imagine what it feels like in here. It sucks. <laughs> this is awful. It's got a sting. And he's like, Oh my god. He's like, Oh my 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 foot. And then you see like uh, like like his one his one of his boots just just kind of moves in the in the in the gelatinous cube because his foot is gone oh no uh yikes and and so he's he's i'm not gonna i'm not gonna do it um i might i might add it in later but he's so he's just like there's just like a muffled like screaming kind of fading in and out he's like is he's got a foot gone and he's like please tell please tell me you're a cleric <laughs> Ew. Um, yeah, I can try to help. Lucar, what are you doing? I'm like, what the hell's going on in there? And <laughs> now that now that Skogar's moved out of the way, I inch up a little closer, and I'm assuming I can see what's going on. Okay. Can't you finish these? This guy. This what? what? There's five of you in there. <laughs> I shoot four magic missiles into the room. <laughs> Onto the gelatinous cube. Uh, three, three, three. So uh, 14 points of damage. Dang. It's like, like magic. Choo, 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 choo. And the guy in the cube's like, what the, what the fuck, man? What are you doing to me? He's like, oh, my God. It's like, it's like, uh, it's like but I'm inside here. Uh, nothing on the wild magic search. All right. Now we're up to one through four, yeah? Five. Five. Ooh, yeah. Nice. All right. Um, Although to be fair, I haven't been rolling yeah. it for. The, I haven't been adding it to the major armor. I don't know if that counts, but it might be up to. It should, might should be up to seven, maybe. Ooh, good point. Mage armor is a spell. Yeah, let's let's hub it. This will compromise. Let's retro six, one through six now. Let's see your turn. All right, another firebolt. Do it. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Let me let me help. I got this. Uh, yeah, seven. That doesn't hit. That hits. Oh, does it? Oh, good. Yes. That that's fantastic. Uh, seven more fire damage. Wow. The guy. Um, I think it should go without saying that the guy is like still like. Oh, oh. He's like, it's really warm and wet and gross in here, and I can't feel my foot. It's gone. It hurts. What the hell? Um, Man, would it be nice if this gelatinous cube like absorbed his voice so we didn't have to hear him whining? <laughs> <laughs> there it is. And that per- that's a perfect entry for Jack. Your turn. Uh, oh, oh, at this point, oh, it's annoying me. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna reach in and grab this dude. Interesting. Yeah, okay. I'm gonna try that. 
Okay, let's what, see. What, how what do, do you want from me? <laughs> give, 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 me a, give me a second to look and see. How. Yeah, give me give me something. Okay. Yeah, um, right okay. Yeah. Do a do a strength do a strength check and tell me what you get. That's probably not you know what I want to be doing. Well, let's roll it. Right. Yep. Okay. Um, that's a ten. Um. Okay. You are unsuccessful in pulling him out. But um, because you reached into there, um, you're going to take eight acid damage. Eight? Eight. I, I, you know, I, you know, like, basically, like, I pull them. It hurts a lot. And I just let them slip right through my fingers. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm like, "Ah, this sucks. It does burn, dude. (laughs) Why are you going to get caught in the cube anyways? (laughs) He's like, see, I told you. I told you. Yeah, well. Ow! And then there's, I'm gonna back he's up. Like, he's like, "There's away. he's he's like, there's treasure in the bottom of this thing, man." <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> whatever you're holding too, I guess. <laughs> oh, oh, there you go. Um, it is. It's Azuri. It's your turn. Uh, well, Azuri is going to go ahead and use uh, a bonus action to go ahead and swing at this gelatinous cube with his spiritual weapon. Do it. Uh, that is a 12 to hit. That's a hit. Okay. Uh, so that is going to do eight points of magical bludgeoning damage. As I whack it with, oh. as I whack it with this. Nice. And, uh, as his main action, he's gonna go ahead and I think he's got to just go ahead. He's sacred flaming again. Okay. Do uh, so it. Make a deck save. Yeah. Um, oh, that's gonna be a twelve. That is a fail. You were looking for a fourteen, okay. so. It is going to take five points of radiant damage as as uh, heavenly yeah. fire rains down upon it. All right. So, as you hit it with this sacred flame, the cube, the cube like makes this atrocious sizzling noise, and it's like, and it just it just kind of goes and like explodes. And there's like just slime that explodes everywhere inside this cavern. So yes. everybody that's in this cavern is it um, hot? Hmm? hot? What is it? Is it what? Hot. It, 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 oh yeah, it's 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 really it's really warm and 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 gross and smells really bad. And let's see. Um, so Azura, you take three acid damage. Ah, oh, nice. Um, Velma, you take one acid damage. Lissa, you take two acid damage. And Jack, you take one acid damage. And the guy who is inside the cube falls to the ground, um, still alive with one foot missing. And, um, as as he when he hits the ground he then comes back to his regular uh size as your spell as your spell mm-hmm. yeah, uh I, yeah i dropped that concentration yeah. well his regular size minus like six inches because he's lost 
Well, yeah, I mean, not that it's big not of the a other foot. one. Yeah. It's a, not, I didn't mean like a like a foot measurement. I meant like a foot, like as in as in an appendage. That's why I said like six. He's sort of wilting. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's uh, got an angle now. I I sit down next to him. I put my hand okay. on his shoulder. I reach into my pocket. I pull out a healing potion. I said, "Dude, you're right. That stuff does burn." And then I chuck it. Oh. Uh. oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Oh, like right in front of him. Basically, ah. yes. He's like, he's like, oh, and like yeah, oh, man. man, dude, that hurt a lot. And I just start chugging my my potion of healing. He's like, he's like, oh. it's like, and man. I get, I get twelve hit points back. Good for you. I'm so and happy I, you for know, you. Like, I, I like, I like, like, look at my hands. I'm like, ooh, that looks so much nicer. <laughs> um, he's like, uh. He's like, uh, well, uh, uh, thanks, I, I guess. And he, he just, he gets up and he's like, and he's like hobbling, like, and just like, oh, Zuri, uh, maybe, can you? Do and, and, and is starting to like head towards the doorway to just leave. Like he's wait, not even, whoa, wait, he's not hey, even well, engaging yeah, on, you guys whoa. in conversation. Come on, <laughs> man, come, don't be like that. Come on. He's like, he's like, bruh. You just you just drank you just drank this potion. You just literally drank a healing potion right in front of me. Well, don't you have my, one? I lost I lost my foot. My my blaze ball career is over now. Oh man! Because what? because of this because of this and and all I wanted was all I wanted was a quick trip through this place because I've I've heard I've heard really cool things about it. This is not the experience that I was hoping to get out of this. Well, man, and, don't you have a, one of these potions of healing? I don't know if they bring back. Feet. What does it say on the bottle? Anything about? I mean, I mean, don't at you this think... point, Azuri's gonna walk over to him and be like, "I, I, 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 I'm sorry, I couldn't get you out earlier. Let me, let me, let me see what I can do here." Uh, and he will cast Cure Wounds okay. on this guy, okay, uh, and heal him up for eleven points. Okay, um, he's uh, a a little baby, a little baby sized foot starts to grow back. So. <laughs> Mm-hmm. That's creepy. Kill it. Kill it with fire. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, does will, so, it keep, will it keep growing, or does he have to get? Um, I that's 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 all I can really do here. Is I hope. I mean, it's better than no foot, I guess. He's he's like he's like he's like yeah, thanks. Uh, I'll just I'm just gonna go. I'm just gonna go see the nurse back at back at school. I'm I'm out of here. How, how about you? Do any of us know this guy? Stick with us. Okay. So, so you like, said you heard cool things about this cave. We heard there were vampires here. What did you hear? He turns to first of all, he turns to you, Azuri, and he goes, he goes, he goes, he goes, read my lips. He's like, I'm leaving. And he's like, and he's just like, and he's like, but for real though, it's like, thanks for the, thanks for the heal. Good looking out. And um, if you tell me, what's your name? Is 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 Zuri? It's like I'll tell you. I'll tell you what. I'll get you some. T- I'll get you some ticks to the next. Uh, to the to the next next blaze ball game. And um, and you can. I'll get them. Wait, you're you go. You go to Arcanics, right? The, 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 no, we gotta we gotta win Winchar. Uh, well, I'll still I'll send you some anyway. How many? How many you want? I mean, there's, there's, I, I start looking around and I'm like, there's like 
seven of six of us, six of us. Yeah, I'll send you. I'll send you two. That's cool. Um, okay. And, okay. And, and he starts to hobble away, and then he looks over at you, Velma, and he's like, "Uh, it's like I don't, I don't know anything about any vampires, man. This is. Do you not? You guys not know where you are? No. What? He's like, we're outside of Escalios, and there's supposed to be a vampire cult. It's like, no, man. There's no vampire cult in here. This is the Cave Zoo Park Fun Time Place. You haven't heard of it? Uh, what? Huh? The who to what? It's the Cave Zoo Park Fun Time Place. I mean, the name kind of sucks, but it's... Yeah, I don't think you're having any fun, right? I mean, obviously. Thanks. <laughs> I mean, who are you? Who are you? Who are you? He's looking at you, got, Jack. You, who are you? you? You got your foot in your door here, and it's been no fun for you, right? Boom. <laughs> he's like, all I, he's like, all I, he's like, I just need, I just need a couple weeks, man. I'll be back. I'll be back on the field where you know it. Yeah. We're going to, we're going to, and we're going to, and we got a, we got a game against the Wyverns coming up in a couple weeks. We're going to whoop their ass too. Yeah, no offense. So. No I offense. Don't, I don't think so. No, you don't. Why is that? I mean, you can't even not avoid getting hit by a cube. Man, how are you gonna, are you gonna avoid this? How are you gonna avoid the sex coming your way in Blaze? Totally, totally, <laughs> totally two different situations. I, totally yeah, man, two I different guess. situations. I guess I just uh, I wouldn't, you know. I guess I wouldn't, you know. I'd I'd rethink uh, your 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 plan of action there, and I wouldn't. You, you, I wouldn't ignore your major. I guess is what I'm saying. You know, I wouldn't. Oh, you get him, Jack. You get him. And Skogar's like. Uh, just scooping up some of the uh, quote-unquote treasure into the drum in the back. <laughs> you get him, Jack! <laughs> you, talk a, you talk a good game. You talk a good game. You play? I mean, yeah, I'm like kind of a big deal there. Where? Yeah, Winshire University, the place we're talking about. I I didn't see I didn't see you in our I didn't see you I didn't see you on the field in our last game against you, yeah, against you I, guys. You didn't see this gelatinous cube either. I'm, I'm questioning your eyesight. <laughs> my eyesight's my eyesight my eyesight's plenty good. Oh, okay. You don't, don't you don't you worry about that. Okay. Can't like, even see right. a foot in front of you. All right then. He's like, all right then. Yeah. If you if you're actually if you're actually on the team, then uh, yeah, I'll, I'll I'll see you in a couple weeks, chump. Sure. See how yeah, you see you, if you guys see see what kind of see what kind of shit you talk then. And yeah, you, just you know. Like, he just sort of he hobbles away on his baby foot. Yeah, I wouldn't put my foot in your. You watch where you put your foot. You know, put that foot in your mouth. And just sort of like, just sort of like, kind of, kind of barrages his way through everybody, and just starts to walk out. Um, and uh, nice, Jack. Jack, that was, that was pretty good. He, you know, don't worry about him. He didn't even have a leg to stand on. <laughs> no, I mean, I get it. I, you know, like. You know, I gotta be honest. You know, like that attitude—that was me, man. You know, I was—I was that guy. I was—I was that guy. You know, like I went on to that. I was—I told you about my my small stint in the minor leagues. You know, I was—I was that confident, douchey guy that just thought I was everything and talked shit about everybody. And you know, he—I so, I think he got humble today. He's embarrassed. He's embarrassed. He's gonna go home. He's gonna rethink about it. A lot of things, a lot of things while he's so up. so profound. Um, I and, think we're uh, missing the big picture here, though, because we know that the merchant's daughter was kept a uh, prisoner up in the 
the other room with the uh, bucket. So undignified. And clearly these aren't vampires. Clearly this is a theme park. This is very fishy, Velma. I agree. Yeah, so what would you guys like to do next? Well, we got to come up with an elaborate plan that somehow gets, uh, you know, Scooby and Shaggy <laughs> as bait. <laughs> Want to dress up Scooby in like a in like a in, in drag or something? Yeah. Oh, by the way, there were treasure chests up there. I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised if they're not mimics. Treasure chests where? If they are mimics. In that uh, room just across the way there, I point at room ten. Hmm. Uh, <laughs> I'm fully expecting Skogar. Who has a ten foot pole? All right. <laughs> to just yeah. go charging up there. Well, let's see. This spear's pretty long. As he's walking up, he's like looking, spinning around the quote-unquote treasure that was in the bottom of the gelatinous cube and looks down. I, I think this is like, is this copper? And he gives it a bite. And and it, and, and it burns your mouth. Oh. Because it's metal. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Tastes like copper. Drops Dude, a drum. This is, what is this? Is this junk? <laughs> a better test for that. <laughs> yeah, you'd think so. He grabs his spear and he starts running towards the chest. <laughs> so you're running towards room number 10 where the chest is? Yeah, I mean, uh, that's where uh, Velma, I guess, described. Yeah, so you're running. Anybody else going with him? Y'all going? Yeah, I guess I would follow Skogar and make sure he, uh, you know, not uh-huh. get himself into I trouble. I know you would. At a respectable distance. <laughs> All right. So let's just start assuming everybody's going to go over this way. Um, we'll put the we'll put the sensible sensible ones towards the back here. Um, I think we know that that's uh, going to be Lucar and Azuri. Lissa's kind of Lissa's Lissa's nosy though. Probably wants to see what's going on, right? Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. So you guys are getting in here, um, and let me describe to you what you all see. So in this room are two chests. Each one is a chest. Each each uh there's there's two chests in 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 different areas. It's otherwise a pretty a pretty barren room. Um what would you like to do? And who would like to do it? Poke it, Skogar, poke it. Yeah. Skogar goes, Ini me my mo. And he just uh Runs it, I guess, the left one. Okay. Yeah, we'll and, say left and right. Yeah. And you're gonna poke it with a spear or something? What are you doing? Yeah. Well, let's let's I'll pick the lock and he just jabs the spear really hard. <laughs> um, Clever. Um uh do a dex check. Check. Uh-oh. With this with disadvantage. Okay. Well, the first one was a three, so I'm not gonna bother with the second. Yeah. So um you break the spear tip off in in the lock. Got it. <laughs> and um yeah, what does somebody else want to do? Well, I would like to um uh, I still don't trust it. I'm going to go over uh I'm going to jab a crowbar in the right one. Okay. And in in the lock or in the like in where the lid and or the or the I guess like in like the, the lock where like 
you know, like where the lock, you know, try to break the lock. I guess. Okay. Pry it open, yeah. Yeah, kind of, kind of pry okay. the lock open. The that sounds like a strength. That sounds like a strength check to me. Well, I did so well earlier, so why not try again? Yeah. This time yeah. I got. A- Elgar goes here. Here's a here's my hammer, and he hands him the wooden mallet. I got a I got a thirteen unless I get some type of advantage with that mallet. Um, you break it open, but it, it's still closed. But you break it open. Well, then I will take the crowbar and, and you know, um, I will investigate further. You know, that it seemed kind of relatively easy. I'm going to, I want to take a good gander at this thing. Okay. With my investigative skills. Okay. Uh, that's a seven. It looks like a treasure chest, I'm sure. <laughs> it sure does. Definitely not a mimic. I'm definitely not a mimic. So I will crowbar yep. it open. Okay. Um, can you do a dex check for me? Okay. I can. Okay, great. Uh, that's the dirty 20. You're naturally inclined to, as you open it, move out of the way as um, a series of small needles shoot past you. Hey! Um, and then, like, they shoot past you, and then they kind of go onto the ground. Um and you have opened you have opened that chest um and and that was chest number it was that chest on the left or chest on the right was that, that was the right, the right one yes. yeah okay um so inside that chest there is um stuff and the stuff that you see is you see some silver coin um you see a broken blue sapphire you see a ring and a rust-colored bag. Very interesting. Uh, Skogar, I mean, mine wasn't a mimic, so just watch out for the darts. You're going to try to op- pry your oh, yeah. open? Okay. Skogar, Skogar goes, okay. And he just uh, like steps around the other side of it, locks kind of thing, and he just tries to kick in the back of the boards. <laughs> do a strength check. All right. That's something he can do, hopefully. Oh my god! Another three. Um, you stub your toe. Oh dang! I think I'm allergic to chests. <laughs> um, does anybody else want to try to open the chest? Uh, Azuri will come in with his uh with his war hammer and be like, I I I don't know if this is I don't know if this is. Do we think this is safe? I'm gonna, I'm gonna just smash it. Unless you guys have a better idea. No, well, go I for it. Is there... oh, okay. I can't pick the locks while with the beer tip broken off in it. So go ahead. <laughs> All right. The lock uh... is tipped. <laughs> it's fine. I bring my warhammer down on it for a twenty-three to hit. Oh yeah, you smash the living shit out of it. It's uh, well. I don't know. The damage is a one. <laughs> no, you smash it. You you smash it. You, it. you you've smashed a hole in it enough where you can get into it and, and do stuff and look and, and see what's inside. Okay, so I'm assuming you would mimic, I'm is... assuming you would like to look inside. Yeah. Uh yeah. He'll go ahead and cast light on uh on a uh oh, what would be a cool thing. I guess just on the end of the hammer here and like stick the end of the hammer into uh. Like the handle part of the hammer, stick it in okay. there with the glow stick to see 
to see what he sees without okay. like reaching his hand in initially. Okay. Um, you see inside of it um, some gold, four pieces of amethyst, and a scroll, and a dagger. Well, being the first one here, uh, he's gonna he's gonna reach after the scroll. Okay. Um, you can just naturally read scrolls. I'm assuming, right? Like, I, I believe so. I should be a full caster. Okay. Okay. Um, it is. It is a. Uh, here, I'll just message you what it is. Since you're the one reading it, it makes it makes the most sense. I pull it out and I start reading. And I'm like, guys, there's there's some other stuff in here. If anyone wants to uh wants to take take a look. Um. Yeah. Anybody else wanna yeah, look in that chest? Oh my Thanks, um yeah so there's there's a, a pile of gold and then there's four pieces of amethyst and a dagger i go for the amethyst and the dagger okay so it's four pieces of amethyst and it is and you and it's a very nice looking dagger excellent um very very nice indeed um and yeah there's still uh, there's still some gold in there anybody wants it hey jack are you looking for some more gold i mean gold's always nice i got i only got silver in here well, here you go <laughs> clean up some only silver, silver. <laughs> so uh, all right so like should i hold on to this for all of us is that you know, what we want to do here yeah and the next time we've got to pay a bus fee you can do it i think sure sure all right i will uh yeah i'll, I'll track all of this stuff i'm glad you can you know my minor <laughs> isn't my minor is in accounting so you know this is fine <laughs> i'm sure the i'm sure i'm sure I that the car was our accountant oh that's right was sure the... luca i don't know if i'm doing such a good job with that anymore I'm All sure right. that Jack will keep the books on the line. I got, I got 200 silver pieces. I have this uh, nice sapphire. It looks, it looks to be very pricey, despite this crack in it. It's still nice. How much gold pieces was in that other, that other two, box there? Two hundo. Two honey gold. I mean, honestly, between this, the 300 gold pieces we got from uh, that other guy, we're we're pretty good here. I think we're. We're doing comfortably. I guess we should still look for that girl, though, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, so where do you want to go next? Um, you see, there's a path going around between the room where the cube was and the statues. You see another path that has that leads to stairs going down. I feel like the stairs. I feel like we should go deeper down. All right. Let's do it. So, uh, yeah, he wants me to do perception or survival to see if we can figure out where the footprints go. Oh, that's a good idea. What was the first thing? Perception? Perception or yeah, do survival. That. Perception. Uh, that was an 18. Looking specifically for the girls' tracks. Okay. Um, one second and I'll tell you. Um, you see, yeah, you see, um, you see the tracks going down the stairs. 
All right. So you guys go down to go down the stairs and you get to yeah, a yeah. Skogar so passes the drums and plays on them some more. <laughs> oh, okay. no. All right, I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> you see that there's a bridge and it's a really beautiful um you so you as you go down the stairs, you see there's this really, really perfect and pristine body of water. Um that's that's down below you as you come down. So you come down to the bit the bottom of the stairs you're at like water level pretty much and you see you see a bridge that's going over the water um you can see different uh, different like creature shapes swimming back and forth around under the water passing under the bridge um and it looks very pristine and serene um and you see you can see across the bridge that there's uh two barrels on the opposite side of the bridge seems legit okay uh yeah, I'll keep going. Okay. As you cross the bridge, uh, um, the barrels are the mix. <laughs> right. Just be careful. <laughs> as you cross, as you cross the bridge, you look and you see that there's writing on the barrels. One says F U D, and the other one says T R E E E T S. Some might consider that might say food and treats. Uh, and treats. That seems to be what it says. Uh, I will not stick my hand in either one. Uh, I think I will, uh, especially seem they seem to be misspelled in common. So uh, mm -hmm. I am mistrustful. <laughs> and I will Shocker. pass <laughs> Okay. Can I stick my head over and see what they look like? Do they actually look like food and treats? Um, they're full of, uh, they're full of grubs and worms and stuff like that. Still alive. Oh, Food and treats for the fishies. Oh, May, I mean, maybe that's different it's, then. But I don't have a spoon to like scoop them out, and I'm not touching those thingies. Mm -hmm. Anyone have a mage hand? Yeah, sure, <laughs> sure do. Yeah, Alyssa will take her mage hand and toss a couple of those grubs into the water. Okay. Um. A couple meaning two or like a like a yeah. couple handfuls or what are we talking about uh a mage handful okay <laughs> um so that mage you toss that mage handful and um you as you do that you see that uh let's see where is it where is it yeah um you see some creatures from the water uh from underneath come towards the top of the water um and you notice that they are some horrific looking rather large fish coming to grab the worms and then they go back down in the water real quick hmm. how cute <laughs> um would you would you like to uh continue forward i'm assuming yes yeah all right um as you approach further up you see an open area um there's a few dirty carpets sitting around on the on the ground and some benches. Um, you see more you see some you see empty what you saw like in those in that room up where the where the beds and stuff were. Um, you see some empty food wrappers and and litter and trash just kind of just around on the ground, like not very well well kept. Um, and as you venture you venture just a little bit further into the open area, you you start to hear. Um, Here's some strange fish noises. 
like gurgling and blah, 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 and gurgling um, like further ahead. Fish vampires. I will attempt to show. We can still go home. Azuri, stop it. I'm going to go stealth at 19. Okay. And hopefully I will uh, cautiously see what's making the fishy sounds. How do you signal to the rest of the group that you're stealthing so that they don't just follow you? I put a finger to my lips. Okay. All right. Everybody everybody else roll uh, roll stealth, please. Clang, 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 clang. <laughs> one minus are one you, is zero. <laughs> are you still swinging that, in, <laughs> that incense sensor? So... Let's do this. So just because you got that, I, let's really, I want to really jazz this up a little bit. So, so Velma, you're walking and everybody else is like so freaking stealthy and it's awesome. And Azuri, you're like, you're like, yeah, I think I, I think I got it. I think I got this. I think I, oh man. And then all of a sudden, like, like something falls out of your pocket. And then it's just a series of like, just, just mishaps of like clumsiness that all occur. So I'm like one after the, the other after the other. Falls. Yeah, and it's just like thud, clang, thud. Oh gosh! And as you as you guys all enter this open area, and you see there are six um, what are called kuatoa, um, sitting around a small fire. They're eating grubs and they're gurgling to each other and they're talking. They're having some good conversation, um, and one of them. Uh, one of them actually looks up at you and and he's like oh, and they they look they look like this just so just so we're clear they look like this guy right here um so humanoid fish folks right um so the one guy one of them looks at you and is like it's like well well hello there what what brings you to our underwater cave zoo park fun time place? It really is the name of this place, huh? So yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I know the name needs some work. My name my name's Donnie. These are my business hey. partners. I, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. And I'm I'm like trying to pick up everything that fell. <laughs> and they all look at they all look at you. All the other guy, all the other business partners, right? They all look at you and they just kind of go and nod and just keep eating their grubs and they're they're talking amongst themselves and uh donnie is entertaining conversation with you guys um says uh did uh did you did you have any adventures while you were here we love how interactive this place is the drums the ability to feed the fish like pretty cool stuff we're wondering what else you guys have, have got here he like snaps his okay. fin and points at one of his business partners. And he's like, oh, don't that take Fred, Freddie, take notes, take notes. And, and he's like, oh, and he's, and he's like, pulls out this notepad and it's wet. And he's like, he's got a pen and he's writing on it. And the ink's just bleeding out. And he's like, and he's like looking up at you and writing stuff down. And he's like, it's like, oh, do you, well, do you, do you, uh, you have any other feedback you'd like to provide? Uh, anything else you'd like to see? us add to this wonderful fun time place well you know we've all been having so much fun and looking at all the attractions one of our folks seem to have gotten separated from the party it's a young girl perhaps you've seen her around i think she had some really good ideas for your park but we seem to have lost her in the in all the fun that we've been having 
Uh, I did, I did, uh, what, what, what more can you tell me about this, about this young, about this, about this girl? Uh, l- let me direct you to my, uh, compatriot here. Velma has an eye for detail. Uh, Velma, could you tell me a little bit more ab- about the person that we're looking for? Yes, well, she is a uh, slight of build. She would look like a, uh, well-bred merchant's daughter who, uh, you know, would want for nothing at home and there's no reason that she would run away and uh she may have been in the company of uh four to five burly men who may or may not have been carrying her also she all having a fun time because she was walking and they were all having a fun time they love the park that that sounds like a that sounds like a setup for one of those uh only friends sites if you know what i mean uh the uh uh wait so so where where so you mean you mean marcus's daughter olivia is missing uh is uh marcus one of your investors uh, i mean we we tried tried to get him but he he said he, he said we need to approve our name before he would he would give us money do you any ideas for a better date i mean we'll take we uh, uh, we'll take freddie here he'll take ideas he'll write them down he's good at writing things down uh so wait though that wait so so uh how she's missing that's terrible she was just she was just here with a boyfriend they had the best time they passed through they laughed they would they they really enjoyed themselves they gave they gave great feedback, excellent feedback. Oh, oh what, right! They, what, I am going to. Well, now both of you are talking at the same time, one at a time. What did quiet guy? What uh, do you say? He points, he points at Azuri. No, Velma, you go. You go first, Velma. I want to have ear for deceit. Uh, one of my abilities. Okay to see if uh, this guy is lying to us. I don't remember what the merchant's name was. Was it Marcus? Uh-huh. His daughter's name is Olivia. Uh-huh. Uh, ear for deceit when I make a wisdom uh, throw to see if a creature is lying, three to seven or lower as eight. Uh, so. He says... Um... That was a nine, says, so it's a fourteen total. He says, uh, he says, well, he says, he says, well, although although Marcus didn't invest in this, he did invest in a in a in a other concept, the Happy Time Water Caves. Are those nearby by any chance? Oh, uh, it's on the other side, other other side of Ondea. We have a few different locations, different concepts we're trying out. All right, but uh, with a 14, I can't tell if he was lying about the boyfriend. He's not lying. He's he's 100% mm. honest. He's like, I'll tell you, I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. Why don't you... Uh, so, <clears throat> if you're looking for Olivia, they, they went through... They, they, they went through our exit portal over this way. Uh, it's the it's the fastest way out. You go you go back out the way you came. It's gonna take you forever to go walk around through the forest. You'll you'll get eaten by dire wolves or some other terrible nonsense that that's just re- it's really bad for our image. Yeah, honestly, uh, if you go through this portal, this will take you to our take you to our other cave. That's another theme park of ours. I mean, it got it got shut down due to some safety concerns. 
uh, but that place is called Larry the Lizard's Loopy Lair. <laughs> but uh, at least that's what we could, what it was called. But we may have to change the name to imply to imply dangers in order to you know avoid uh, liability, if you will, lawsuits, things of that nature. He just he just rolls his eyes. Said, uh, but I remember I remember Olivia and her boyfriend leaving through the portal, but not sure where they were going. But if you see him, you can tell him I said thanks for the great feedback. I mean, it's really going to help us in our expansion and and further improvement in this place. And, you know, it actually, actually, uh, it'd be great. And he looks at you, Velma. He's like, it'd be great if 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 you could if you could find us somebody who is good at spelling in common because we really seem to have a hard time with that. And it seems to be continuous feedback for us, and we have yet to find somebody that can spell good in common. I mean, I guess we probably should, but shouldn't be so biased and only be hiring Kuatoas and maybe expand a little bit. But uh, yeah, any 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 help give with that would be greatly appreciated. I'm sure next time uh, Olivia uh, Olivia comes through here, she could probably help. I mean, you've been uh, hosting her graciously here. Uh, it's the least she could do. I mean, she's nice, but she's she's kind of spoiled a little bit and and, and doesn't really Merchant's want to make daughter, that. Of she doesn't really want to make that kind of time. But like I said, go go to you can go through the portal, uh, and 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 it'll it'll uh it'll take you out of here, and you can go to our next to the next location, and and uh yeah. Maybe you'll find her. All right, huddle people. <laughs> Are we going to pursue this? Because this is pretty much what I thought was going on. I thought it was more sinister, but she ran away. <laughs> so what do we do? do Are we, we just going to go? But can we just go back and tell the merchant that, you know, his daughter has a boyfriend and, you know, give him some space? I mean, we could we 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 could still go talk to him, but I, if if you're suggesting to leave, I'd I'd much rather do that. So I'm with you. <laughs> um. Well, I mean, well, I'm I, a little bit afraid of uh, Westworld style carnival uh, malfunctions. So. What's a West? So that's my only concern here. Is I guess, that uh, <laughs> what's a Westworld? There are no. <laughs> there. There are no vampires. This isn't a vampire cult that took oh. her. Oh. This is just like a daddy thing. Yeah, I guess my my concern is that he did give us 300 gold pieces and offered us more. All and right. if we go back empty-handed, he might want 300 gold pieces and much less. Well, you know? We're probably going to come back empty-handed, but I guess you're right. We should at least speak with the girl. I, I think that's what, yeah, I, I mean, we should we should let her know that her dad is worried and is actually offering a lot of money for people and making up these lame stories of vampires and shit. So we should at least talk to her and let her, you know, tell her that, you know, as as kind of doofy as her dad is, like, you got to talk to him and, you know, work it out as adults and all that all stuff right. and on a personal note i should uh remind myself that if this is a theme park the lethality rules are uh, on <laughs> should not be killing employees <laughs> i hope uh how did they wrangle a gelatinous cube though yeah, this theme park actually is a pretty terrible idea. 
It's actually a really shitty theme park. <laughs> if we encounter another adventurer dissolving in a cube, uh, should we just like let it go because it's uh, an employee? <clears throat> I mean, that last guy was an employee. He was just a poor schlub who took a wrong step, as it were. So are you going through the portal and continuing on? Yes. yes. That's, that's where the girl is, right? We, right. We have to talk to the girl before we can just give up. Okay. Yep. All right. So let's move on then. Uh, you egg, so you you enter the portal and um, and uh, Donnie Donnie's like he he reaches out he reaches out to he comes to you Jack and reaches out to you like with his like flipper hand to like shake your hand very reluctantly give him yeah it's hand. so it's so wet and slimy and cold. And he shakes your hand and he's like, well, thank, thank you so much for coming and, uh, and make sure you tell your friends about us. It's, uh, we're a good, we're a good time and we're just trying to keep improving continuous improvement. That's what it's all about here. In our yeah. world. I don't think this is a good time. And I think I'll tell my friends to avoid the place. Well, that's not very nice. At all. And maybe <laughs> you should put a sign up front saying specifically that you're a theme park and not just some creepy cave with dire wolves and. I mean, we are we're we're working on the sign currently. Uh, like I said, spelling, right? So we we need we really need to find somebody that can help us with with some spelling on that sign. Um, yeah. He says he says he says all right. Well, take care. And you you walk through the you walk through the portal, and uh, you you come you you exit the portal, and in front of you is a path that goes through a forest. Um, along the side of a path, there's a sign. Uh, that says, um, that says lucky, it says lucky Larry's layer of loopiness four miles ahead. And then there's, but there's, there's like, there's like two different paths, right? So there's one path that says lucky Larry's layer of loopiness four miles ahead. And there's also a path heading to, to another direction that says, and that signage says star peak ski lodge, 15 miles ahead. Where would you like to go? I mean, Lucky Larry's is a much shorter walk, so I vote for that. I don't know if I have 15, I don't know if I have 15 miles in my legs. I have to take twice as many steps as the rest of you. Now, if we could get one of those uh, Uber-like great rides or that would give us a lift, that'd be fantastic. Then I might consider the long one. Well, the girl and her boyfriend seem to have a uh, a preference for these oddball locations. And Star Peak sounds so much more pleasant and possibly romantic. So uh, Lair of Loopiness, I think, will go. Are you sure? That's... Because, like, the guy might want to get lucky at Lucky Larry's. Yeah, the layer of loopiness. Okay. Let's let's head there. All right. All right. So uh I think that's I think that's everybody's interested in going to the to uh the layer of loopiness. So if, if we um, have, yeah. Oh, it'll be fun, Azari. Come on. Yeah, I'm just uh, I'm tired and we 
the cube here and yeah 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 you're doing just fine buddy we could go muck skiing if you want says you know i was pretty good muck skier back in the day it sounds like it might even be more dangerous so i mean oh yeah it's dangerous (laughs) (laughs) so we're still going to the layer the loopy layer right yeah okay yep all right so um lead uh, lead us up to a nice ending here to go into next session um as you approach the layer entrance uh so you've walked your four miles um and uh azuri you you get a second wind and you're not quite so tired anymore um and as you, you approach the layer entrance and you see a an entrance that looks that has like like crystalline accents um and it's shaped like a helm that has like some lizard dragon like features um and as and as you approach the crystalline doors who who's who's ahead of at the head of the group yes gilgar is being real tall he would probably have an easy time with the the walk and uh okay so you approach the crystalline doors and then you hear a booming voice and it says, welcome, welcome to, to my, my layer of loopiness. The disembodied voice booms. I am Larry, and this is my home. Do you dare enter to have your most personal wish granted or your worst fear realized? Oh, oh, oh. Just say the phrase, I want to look into the loopiness of Larry's lair, and the doors shall open. <laughs> I'm not saying that, no. <laughs> Skogar, go ahead. Say it. Uh, I layer loopy. I layer loopiness, Larry. Look, look, oh. What did you say? I don't know. Oh, I already forgot. I want to look into Larry's lair. I want to look into the loopiness of Larry's lair. That's what he said. And then, and then, and then the voice goes, "Yes, enter my domain. I wish you the best or worst of luck." And then the voice, the voice starts to trail off and is like, the, it's like the best or worst of uh, and the doors that are opening get stuck and they're like, grr, grr. and then the voice, the voiceover changes a little bit and it's like, it gets less boomy and more and, 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 and like the voice, the voice tone changes. It's like, oh, what, what the hell guys? The voice whines. I, th- I thought you submitted a work order for this, Gary. Unbelievable. At this rate, we'll never pass our next inspection. You know, sometimes I feel like I'm the only one doing any real work around here. And then and then the voice mumbles, are you being passive aggressive again, Gary? You get another bad performance review? Are you quiet quitting? You said we could do that together. Did you start without me? Um, and then another voice comes on, different voice, and says, uh, Stan, you left the broadcaster on. And then the booming voice comes back on and says, oh, shit. Come, come in and face the greatest mysteries that Ander has ever seen. And then, and then you see the doors start to open, and there's a really gruff, haggard-looking gnome, just with a lit cigarette hanging out of his mouth, and and he's just like, he's like, eh. and he's and he's pushing the doors open. And he's nods at you, and he's and he goes, and waves his hand for you to for you to go inside, and uh, that's where we're gonna end for this evening. All right. So, so you will, uh, cool. you will, uh, you will go into uh, Larry's layer of loopiness in in the next session. Thank you all for uh, for playing for playing. Oh my goodness.
That awesome. Good. Thanks, guys. Have a good night. Bye. See ya. Bye. 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 Good night. Will the group ever find Olivia? Why does Lucar seem to be getting stronger? Does Jack really play baseball, or is he just a water boy? Will Lissa get to try her mage breeder sphere again? Is Velma a conspiracy theorist? And will Skogar get to Muckski? Answers to these questions and many more on the next episode of Eberron Adventures.